la Iglesia Spring of Life Fellowship y su pastor Joaquín Molina le invita a escuchar un mensaje de restauración y fortaleza para su vida. Sea parte de la visión Cambiando el Mundo. Praise you, Jesus. You guys keep uh, Omar Jr. in your prayers as he's gone to Dallas, Texas. He's going to a conference there with Jimmy and Aida Cornejo, and he'll be back in a couple days. Uh, please keep my father-in-law and mother-in-law in your prayers as they uh, take a little honeymoon vacation up uh, to the north end of the United States. Please uh, put them in your prayers. Um, and, and we know that God is doing a mighty work in this place. Father, we thank you for your presence in our lives. We give you thanks for this salvation, Lord. What men spoke of old, Lord, of the coming grace that would befall us, Lord, that would, we would inherit your great and precious promises fulfilled in our lifetime. We pray that today, Lord, you give us the strength to rise up as a mighty people, to fight the battles of the Lord, to defend against evil spirits in our age, Lord, that come to deprive us of your blessing and of your peace, Lord. Father, we pray for territorial safeguarding, O oh God, that we would strengthen ourselves, that we would stand up, that we would stand firm, that we would be ready and prepared, Lord, to come against every spirit that comes against our lives and against your work, O oh God. We pray that we would be a mighty and strong people, that we would be able to rise up, Lord, And take dominion, take areas, Father God, that belong to you. Our families, for example, Lord, belong to you. Our marriage belongs to you, O oh Lord. Our, the legacy to our children, that, that they would see their parents survive and overcome every obstacle, Lord. So they too might be encouraged to fight the battles of the Lord. And we even pray, Father God, for you to be able to use us more mightily as we press into these matters. And we give you thanks for what you're going to share here tonight, Lord. And we pray, Father God, that you would remove every distracting spirit, O oh God, that you would remove anything that comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy this word from your people, Lord. And I give you thanks for what you're doing in our lives, in this church, and in the world, Father God, at large. We know, Father God, that our destiny is clear and it's sure. And the kingdoms of this earth shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. And He shall reign victoriously. In Jesus' name, prosper this word in the hearts of your people. I pray. Amen. As we see the advancement of, of different types of powers, um, we know that, that the devil is not settled. The Bible says that because, listen to what the Bible says. Because he know, knows his time is about to end, he's fiercely battling to, to take prisoners um, and, and to come against all the work of God. So his aggression is without ceasing. He, he doesn't rest. Uh, as we were passing out the flyers today, uh, one of the young men that were there told me, Pastor, you see what we're doing here today? In fact, it was Eric Gill. He says, this happens every day. Downtown, people promoting nightclubs, discotheques, music, rap. I mean, they're, they're, they're pushing their stuff. And the kingdom of God, we 
uh, did it today. We're doing it tomorrow and the next day. And, and, but what I'm saying is the devil is fierce in his battle. And when he advances with his weapons of mass destruction with such levels of death and technology, the word covert comes up. Disguised uh, weapons to be able to take uh, greater prisoners. And so he's developed these things in order to build. I want to, you to become f- familiar with the word stronghold. It means castle. It means he's laying down bricks. They're invisible bricks. But they're bricks nonetheless. And they bring separation between a father and a son. A husband and a wife. And I could only see that in the spirit realm, I, I see this going on. Um, I see a, a husband and a wife that are having problems. I'm going to move this to the side a little bit here. hope it stays together. Here is, come and help me, Yvette. Here is, get on that side. This is a, a marriage couple, husband and wife. Oh, yeah, well, I didn't like what you did. Boom. And I throw down a brick. And she says, oh, yeah, I don't like what you did. And boom, she's building. And you know what? Just the attitude she had as she laid it down, I laid down another one. And we build a wall of separation. It's called a stronghold. And we're doing the devil's bidding. We're doing the devil's work. And when you end up, you're in a prison of a separated wall built by Satan himself. Thank you very much. A big hand to this beautiful woman here. So this is what's happening in a spiritual realm on every front. And if it's happening between a husband and a wife, I guarantee you it's happening uh, between the members of the church of Jesus Christ, between brothers and sisters of the same faith. And so uh, I'm going to have to use you again because I saw this in the spirit realm too, that, that it doesn't matter how a person is offended I offend you, so you throw down a brick. And, uh, you know, she's offended and she does something. I'm not going to sit there and throw another brick. I'm going to say, I forgive you. Your, your brick doesn't offend me. I'm not going to allow the devil to build a wall. And, and I might do something to offend her again. And so she lays down another brick. And I said, you know something, I forgive you even for reacting like that because I'm not going to allow anything to separate us. I'm not going to allow it to do the devil's work. Thank you. Another big hand for the, for the first lady. So this is what I see in the spiritual realm. And some of you throw bricks down like if you were mason construction. Like if you're, you're building up these walls in a second. In an instant you flare up because you don't see the spirit realm. You don't understand that the devil's playing you for a fool. And so in this regard, we need to be strong defenders of the spirit realm that represents the kingdom of God. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God and be able to discern the spirits and know what is operating in our lives. Whether it, let, me, let me just show you a couple of the spirits that, that, that the Bible speaks of. One of them found in, I hope I find it now. One of them found in Romans um, chapter 8, verse 15, where the Bible says, You did not receive a spirit. See, we're not talking about the Holy Spirit now. We're talking about you did not receive the influence that makes you a slave again to fear. You don't accept those spirits that come into your life to make you an orphan, 
to make you someone who, who cannot walk in the character. That's what orphan means, those without the character of a father. They have no direction. They, they don't know what to do. They, don't, they wander hopelessly, aimlessly, wandering without direction, without destiny. You've received a spirit that gives you an identity of who you are. And it's a dignified spirit. It's a spirit that's an excellent spirit. It's the spirit of the omnipotent God. And every time they saw somebody with the spirit of, of God, they would say, therein dwells the spirit of God. Right? They were able to discern that. But, but the writer of Romans says, you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave. Be careful that you walk in the, the influence of a spirit that holds you into captivity. That you have to obey its passions. Tell him he's a jerk. Jerk! And tell him he's an idiot. Idiot! You don't need to walk in that spirit. Don't, don't receive that spirit. You did not receive a spirit that wants to put you back in slavery, put you back in destruction, put you back as a single mother, put you back as an unwed mother. You don't have to receive that spirit. But you receive a spirit that has the character of God. It says you receive the spirit of the sonship. And you're able to cry out to your father and say, Lord, what should I do in this situation? Lord, my father, my God, I'm not an orphan. I'm not aimless. I'm not without direction. I, I discern what's moving in my home. I, I discern what's moving in my marriage. I, I discern what's moving in my church and my participation with my brothers at church. And so it's very important. Let's read one more in 1 Corinthians 2.12, where Paul writes about another spirit that could manifest. And, and he says, um, you receive not the spirit of the world. How dare you react to what's going on like you see in the soap operas? How dare you walk like a fool? Somebody who does not have the spirit of God and, and furthering the, the pride. Yeah. I, a young woman called and she says, I kicked my husband out of the house. And I said, well, you know something? Stop. No, he's so offended at me because I told him I didn't care. But a week has gone by and, and I really do care. And I said, then, then why allow the spirit of the world, the spirit of pride, the spirit of unbelief, the spirit of, of lust to come in? And so we have not received the spirit of the world. And, and you stand firm. You have not received the spirit of, of fear, was it? What was the first one? You guys forgot already? Yeah, you have not received a spirit that makes you a slave. It wasn't a fear. It was, you have not. That's, that's, first, that's first Timothy where he says, you have not received a spirit of fear. But it, Romans says, you didn't receive a spirit that makes you a slave again. And, and this one says, you didn't receive a spirit of the world. You're not to conduct business in that, uh, in that wavelength. Now, guys, there are, there are tiny little spirits of the world that, that, that they don't move. And then there's the, the big waves that influence you strongly. And then there's the tsunami. I want to encourage you to let the Spirit of God be your influence. And Paul says, be filled with the Spirit of God and not with wine. Uh, alcohol is called spirits in the old days. Now they, they want to make it modern, but in the old days they say, let's go down to, 
to the nightclub and drink a little bit of spirits. Because they, they induce you to things you wouldn't otherwise do if you were not under the influence. The spirits influence you in a realm of darkness. But you do not receive a spirit of the world. And, and how horrible that the spirit of the world would be in your person, that it would be in your marriage, that it would be in your family, it would be the inheritance to your children. No, that it would be in the church. One of the psalmists writes, look at this horrendous thing that the, the movement of the world has come into the temple of God. The customs of the world is here. We treat each other with less dignity than those that are in the world. We're walking in the same spirit of the world. Um, I want to read one more. And it's this one here with respect to, see if we can't find that real quick. Luke chapter 9, verse 51. As, as Jesus was moving in with his disciples, they found, they found one, they found one city that did not let them come in. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem, verse 52. As the time approached, uh, verse 52, please. And he sent messengers that, that the, uh, on ahead who, who went into the Samaritan village to get things ready for him. Verse 53. And the people there did not welcome him. As they came into a village with, with Jesus' uh, disciples, with his apostolic team, and they were there to do the work of God because he was heading for Jerusalem. And they did not welcome him there. Verse 54. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to just make them a barbecue? How many when you feel rejection? We talked about if you did not come to church on Sunday, I want you to speak to me after the service. Because the, the word was spectacular. It was amazing. Let's give a hand to the Lord. What an amazing, amazing word. And if you weren't here on Sunday, we have a copy for you. You need to have that. Because many times we're being rejected. Many times we're being hurt. We're being betrayed. And what comes? I'm going to light them on fire. Who? 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 Well, I don't know. Something about the roofs on fire or something. But listen to me. These guys wanted to turn the village into a bonfire because they were rejected. When's the last time you were rejected that you said, you know something? I forgive you. That's not, that's not normal. That's the Spirit of God. But these guys were saying, Lord, they didn't let us into that village. They didn't agree with us. You bring fire down from heaven. We just torch them up right now, barbecue. I, just blow them up. Verse 55. Do we bring fire down from heaven to destroy them? It wasn't even to teach them a lesson. It's let's just do away with them. That's it. No lesson. Just let's ruin. But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Jesus says, hey, 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 what is that? What's, what's that that rises up upon you? What, what's that fire that just, in? what is that? And then he tells them like this, verse 56. He says, they went to another village, uh, verse 57. You know, we're missing it right here. 
he tells them like this. I don't know what, what, uh, what, I don't know what you guys have back there, but verse 55 says he rebuked them sharply. And verse 56, uh, you, guys, you guys have to put another version up there. Because the Bible says as he rebuked them sharply, he says, we're not of that spirit. We, 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 don't, we don't go around lighting people on fire. We, we don't go around destroying people. Could you guys get me another translation up there? Because the one I have up here reads just like this, and I'll read it. He turned and rebuked them and said, you do not know what kind of spirit you're from. For the Son of God did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. It's 56. For the Son of Man, go up to 55. There it is. He turned and rebuked them. This is Jesus. He turned and rebuked them and said, you don't even know what type of spirit is supposed to be coming out of you. We're not to be being vessels of unclean spirits, spirits of violence. Let's go beat them up. Let's go teach them a lesson. Let's get revenge. That's not the spirit of God. Get, get that out of your life. That's going to destroy you. I, I just had a conversation this afternoon. I told the person, you're never going to be able to get demon-possessed enough to deal with all the ills there are in this world. If, if your way of dealing with things is being upset, distraught, kicking people out of your life, wrecking the house, you're never going to be at peace because things are not always going to be peaceful. That's not our spirit. You don't even know what, what spirit you're from. You can tell, right, how the spirits are moving here tonight? I could tell. They can't stand this word. They've, un, they've made everything unsettled here tonight. What we're talking about is so important. It's amazing. And so Jesus is saying, listen to me. We're not from that spirit. And so as, as we, we venture out into these territories and these realm, Paul says, I'm going to make sure that, that I learn, that I'm trained up to come against these things. And look what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26. 1 Corinthians 9, 26, he says, I am going to run my race not in any direction with uncertainty. Have you guys ever saw what a fire drill looks like at school when there's a fire? It says walk, be calm, go to the point, and usher your way out in the... When do you... Ah! 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 What's going on? That's not what's supposed to be happening when the devil's lighting your marriage on fire. That's not what's supposed to be happening as, as things are going... Uh, contrary to what you expected. You're to be calm. You're to be still. Discern the spirits. Who's, who's leading the, this cause? Who's, who's trying to mess with you? Who's distracting you? And so it says there, I don't run like I'm going crazy with uncertainty, and I do not fight as one who's swinging at the air. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to kick the devil out of my life. I don't want to walk to a place where he sits as the king and Lord and has me totally surrendered to his stupidity. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm in a moment of distress, in a moment of anguish, I'm not going to run into the arms of Satan. 
Uh, women do this all the time. You're so ugly, they tell their husbands. And then they take off running. And they, and they oh, the devil. And they grab on to a greater demon, a greater destructive force. And they, they don't know how to discern that it's not their husband, that it's not the argument, that that's not the situation. Because Paul says our battle is not against flesh and blood. You're not fighting your spouse. You're fighting demons that want you to ruin your home. So Paul would say, I'm not going to be fighting swinging at the air. The devil's behind. He's like, woohoo. And you're punching the wrong direction. You're getting angry at the wrong person. You're yelling at the wrong person. You need to find and discern the spirits so when you find that spirit, you cast it out. Because the Lord has given us the power. In His name, we will cast out evil spirits. No, but you don't know what He did. Listen, I don't care what He did. I know that whatever He did, you can pray about it and He'll get better. You can wait upon the Lord and God will touch His heart. And you can wait and inherit the promises of God. He who began a good work in you will finish. And, and so you're not unsettled with hopelessness and it says and 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 hope does not ashamed us because we know that the love of god is being poured out there's provision from the lord so um i want to prepare and get ready not in the flesh but in the spirit realm in second corinthians 10 3 second corinthians 10 3 paul writes these words for although we walk in the flesh because i don't know about you lately but i'm still around and while I can't see evil spirits, I can see the manifestation of flesh moving in certain directions. And so we, we, we walk in the flesh, but we do not war like the flesh. I really wish that I could get a, a hand grenade and throw it at the devil. But nothing I do in the physical realm is going to affect Satan. And, and I could beat my spouse until they're black and blue that if I don't get that spirit out of my house, nothing's going to change. And so Paul says this. He says, we do not walk in the flesh. Although we're in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. Um, these realms are the invisible realm. And we're not fighting something on the physical realm that's visible. That's not, our, that's not our enemy. That's not who we're supposed to be uh, flaring out. And Paul says, not according to the flesh, verse 4, our weapons, say with me, weapons. They're, it's not going to be a 9 millimeter. It's not going to be a hand grenade. It's not going to be a baseball bat. And it's not going to be a, pl- a plate. It's not going to be uh, your f- the cell phone. These are not weapons. I, I know some of you have used them as weapons, but they're not weapons. They're not weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not physical. But listen to me. What God wants to put in your hands is a powerful, mighty weapon of God to pull down strongholds. What's the stronghold again? You remember the illustration? The castle? The the building of bricks? And so the devil wants to bring that separation and you are moving with a powerful weapon of forgiveness. 
and you remove that, that thing. You love and you remove anything that would come against you and, and the work God has for you. Some of us do not walk in that realm. We're, we're, we're in the flesh 24-7. Uh, in Spanish, it's called in la chuleta. Some of us are experts of doing things the ways of this world, doing things the ways of the flesh, doing things with a good kick, a good punch, a good elbow. It just anything in the natural releases stress, but it invites more demons into the atmosphere. But these weapons are, are not carnal, they're mighty. Say with me, mighty in God. But say it like you mean it, mighty in God. To pull down everything the devil is building up. Let me ask you a question. What does the devil build up? Apathy, indifference, bitterness, resentment, hatred, unforgiveness, rebellion. Those are all the works of the flesh. These are all the works of us doing our best to walk in that regard. But no, the weapons we have are mighty in God to pull down strongholds. We will come against the enemy as we posture ourselves in the right alignment. See, if the devil tells you, tell him as an idiot, and, and that's what's coming out of your heart, if you disobey the devil, or rather, if you obey God, you demolish every weapon of Satan. If you walk in a different, you know, your emotions are ready. Yeah, give me a couple good words, and I'm going to, woo, I'm going to launch them like missiles. But if you're wise... And you listen to the obedience of God's voice. Then you will be bringing against the tide of the devil a powerful arsenal of, of, of great proportion. And he says we come against the enemy as we posture ourselves in the right alignment. Satan tried to get Christ to move into a lie. Listen to me. If you think your answer is a lie, you are devil's prey. He has you in his hand. He's like, come over here. Just stand right here. And you're like, yeah, I can't believe. And you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're walking right into the devil's trap. And so he wants you to align yourself with a total deception, with a total lie. And in the middle of that, you need to be spiritually strong and say, devil, you are a liar. You are the father of lies. There is no truth in you. You were a liar since the beginning. And so if you take that posture and not the other posture of saying, yeah, devil, it's true. This guy, that's, I'm, and, and you, you agree with Satan and he aligns you up with a lie. You are a slave. You are destroyed. You are an easy prey. And you didn't know it. You didn't even know you walked right into his trap. So Satan wanting to, you to align with a lie because um, he cannot do anything. Listen to me. The devil is powerless when it comes to truth. When you walk in truth, he can't touch you. That's why Jesus says, the, the prince of this world is coming for me and he has nothing on me. I'm right smack in the will of God. I haven't, see, they tried to get him. I don't know if you remember how Peter tried to get Jesus in a pity party. 
Oh, Lord, may you never go to the cross. And Jesus turns around and says, hey, I'm not going to align myself up with self-pity. I'm not going to align myself up with what you're trying to make me think like. He says, get thee behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block. I'm not going to be able to fulfill God's call on my life if you continue to drop, you know, offenses in front of me. So the devil, even using Peter, tried to get him to move over to a lie of self-pity. And, and, the, and Jesus wouldn't have it. Never allow the devil to justify you to move in the wrong direction because you're justified in your emotions. Are you upset? Of course you're upset. Now, if, if I were to say you're not upset, then I would be a liar. Because some people say, well, I'm upset. I go, well, of course you are. But that doesn't justify for you to hand yourself over and the hit, whole kit and caboodle to Satan. You're not to give him everything just because you're upset. The Bible says, be angry, but do not sin. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. Don't give the devil a foothold. As soon as you move in his direction, he has his foot on you, and you're a dead duck. So even though you're upset, you might even be sad. I'm not only angry, I'm really sad. You can be. And that's a normal emotion, and it's there. And, and, and you could even do stuff to get rid of that and walk in a different life without just wrecking. Uh, a friend of mine, um, every time he got into one argument with his wife, he got married like five times. Every time he got in the argument, the first argument, he'd go down to the courthouse and file for divorce. This man actually thought that marriage with, was without argument was without discussion, with, was without disagreement. Listen, you got to be insane if you think that you're going to find someone that you're going to agree with all the time about everything. You, you, you are very proud to even that cross your thought. Um, so that is a reality. But the devil wants us to line up with a lie even using justifiable reasons. Justifiable reasons. We think we have, uh, I'm entitled, listen to me. Be careful what you think you're entitled to because that'll move you in the wrong direction. Truth is light in the realm of darkness. That's why confession is so powerful. If you, if you ever bring out truth to the realm of, of, of you know, to, to deal with things, if you speak the truth, you, you say how you feel, you know, I'm just sad. And I'm sad because of this. Or I'm upset. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of angry right now because of this. If you bring it out to the realm of truth, and usually we don't. I'm not going to tell him why. No, bring it out. And when you bring it out, the devil has lost his power. Because confession, there's power of, for the kingdom of light when you bring things to the light. And that's why confession is so powerful. In Acts chapter 19, verse 18, one of the signs... Um, of those people who began to walk in Christ was they began to be more transparent. They, they, kept, they kept holding back emotions and feelings and sentiments. It says, and many who had believed, they showed up and they began to share their feelings. They began to open up and say, you know, this, when you said that, that really hurt me or, or I got really sad. And, and, this was, and if you're bringing those confessions out, the devil has lost his grip. But you say, I'm not going to tell him because then he's going to know. And, then, and you're creating an atmosphere. I, I told somebody, you're creating um, a, a, a devilish stew. You're pouring all the right ingredients, all the right mixtures. You are, you're a little witch, man. 
You're going at it real good. Oh, I'm potions. I'm one of potions. Listen to me. You're going you're gonna to die and kill everybody around you in the same breath because you don't understand the spirit realm. And here it says, many who had believed began to confess and open up and tell of what was going on in the hidden works. Why? Because the devil cannot dwell in darkness. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't dwell in light. God dwells in light. In, in eternal light. The devil loves. That's why the practice of the devil is called the occult, which means hidden. The more things we do secretly... Don't tell your wife. Shh, don't tell your husband. Ready for the big one? Here it goes. Ready? Go, here it goes. Shh, don't tell the pastor. Because if the pastor finds out, what is he going to think of you? I'm not going to think you any more or any less than I already do. You better beat the devil up before he beats you up. You better open up and allow light to come in and let whatever. And, and you'll see that the people who have that ability to share their life and open up. This is what's going on at home. This is what my daughter said. This is what my son was thinking. This is what my husband. And when they open up their lives, guess what? The light of his glory comes in. The light of his countenance shines bright. And then the opposite. The people are like, and they're acting like everything's okay. Listen to me. The devil's having a field day. He's having a field day in their lives. Why? Because they're hidden lives. They're dark lives. That's where the power of Satan lies. He's the father of all lies. Going back to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, he says, Once you are pulling down strongholds, these castles, these fortresses, these strong places, where you know, why, why are they strong places? Because they're hard to come against. You guys remember the old castles? They're fortresses. And they would launch bombs and nobody's coming in. And this is the devil's territory. And there's unforgiveness here. There's resentment. There's everything that is the kingdom of darkness being shell, uh, uh, sheltered by a fortress, by a stronghold. And so that's why obedience and the weapons of God pulls these things down so God's love comes in. So his presence comes in. So his blessing shows up. And, and meanwhile, these weapons are powerful to cast down strongholds. And it says, casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What, what, what are the things that lift themselves above the knowledge of God? They're lies. Because there's nothing higher than the knowledge of God. When you think you know more than God, that's a lie. When you think that your plan is, that your perspective, you don't, you don't listen to anybody that, that's going to speak. I don't, usually people tell me, I, I don't want to hear the word of God. I know the word of God. <laughs> I know you don't. It just has no effect in your life. There's no reality. It bounces off. There's a stronghold. When, when the word of God says, thou shall not divorce, because God hates divorce. And then I have somebody saying, well, I know what the Bible says, but I'm still going to get divorced. <laughs> like, listen to me. There's a stronghold there. There's, you know what the Bible says. You know what God wants. You know what the Spirit of God says. And you're doing totally different. So, so in that realm, you got to be careful because there's a stronghold lifted up above the knowledge of God. It says the weapons of God are powerful to bring every thought captive to what? To obedience. It brings everything to, you're going to do what God says. 
yeah, but I don't feel like it. Listen to me. It's not a matter of your feeling. It's not a matter of what you think. Yeah, but I thought, listen, has nothing to do with anything you're talking about. All these things are coming to destroy you, and obedience will set you free. And, and oh, how we can pray to God that we would see the fruits of obedience. How many say amen? amen. Guys, if we saw our lives as a result of listening to God, where would we be? And, and every disobedience, every rebellion, every left turn when God said right is, is the evidence of going off a cliff. Oh, I should have listened to God. I would have listened to God. I could have listened, but you didn't. And, and you, you're seeing the glory of disobedience. And so the Bible says, bring everything to the captivity of obedience. Why and how? Verse 6. Punishing all disobedience as soon as you obey. The moment you do what God says, you're telling disobedience. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back. No more, no more, no more. Tonight's we're going to sing. Listen, once you obey, the, there's no power of disobedience. You just castigated. You just, you just cursed. You killed all disobedience. You just get out of my life. You don't bring any good fruit. You don't bring peace. You don't bring joy. And so we're being ready to punish all disobedience. How? By obeying. Yeah, but I don't feel like it. It doesn't matter. Hang on, and you'll see. It says like this in, in Ephesians 2.2, there's some people that continue to walk constantly in disobedience against the, the, the purpose and course of God's blessing. There was one time we didn't have the Spirit of God. So we walked in the course. We ran in, in, in the direction of this world. Being led by the commander-in-chief of the dark forces. The power of the prince of the power of the air. This is the leader of the realm of darkness. Satan himself. Lord Vader, right? And this spirit, say this spirit, now works in the sons of disobedience. We haven't received a spirit that enslaves, a spirit of this world, a spirit that barbecues people. We haven't received a spirit that now works in the sons of disobedient. What do you think a spirit of disobedient does for a son of disobedient? It causes them to do what? Disobey. It's as simple as that. It says the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. And, and so all these things are relevant. So Ephesians 6 verse 10 says like this. Uh, Paul says, no more shadow boxing. I'm not going to see my shadow here and punch it because it's not there. I, I can't be moved by things that are not substantive. I need to move with the real things. And he says, be strong in the Lord. Oh, the day that we can be strong in the Lord. Strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. Not your might, not your emotions, not your feelings, not what you understand, not your weakness. Strong in the strength of His might. So how do I do this? Verse 11, putting on the full armor of God to be able to stand firm against every scheme of the devil. Guys, scheme of the devil is his choreography. 
I'm going to cause this to happen, then this is going to happen, and bingo. Have you ever played checkers when you're lining up for like a triple jump? And it was like, okay, I got him. Jump, 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 jump. I got him. <laughs> he's, he's playing you. And it says you're putting on the armor so you're able to say, wait a second, I'm not going to get sacked here in his schemes. I'm not going to fall prey to his, to his plans. Every time I speak to a woman who's getting divorced, I hate my husband. I say, lady, if I were you, I'd hate the devil more. Because you could get away from your husband, but the devil's going to have you for lunch. And so we need to be careful. We're, we're, not, we're not foolish. We're not going to allow the devil to get us so upset at what's going on that we're going to surrender into his hands. No. We're going to put on the full armor of God and stand firm against all his tricks. In verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Our struggle is not a man or a woman. It's not a human. It's not a boss. It's not a, a, a pastor. It's not a brother at church. It's against, verse 12, say with me, principalities. That comes from the word prince, which means a, a, a leader in a dark realm. There's, there's, there's leaders in these realms against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Listen to me. Uh, many times we, they have to promote their, their power using Hollywood and cinematography. And we're like, oh. listen to me. In one second of light, there is no darkness. That's how powerful he's disarmed. In, in one second of truth, lie is dispelled. In one moment of forgiveness, the offense is gone. There is no power if we walk in the Spirit of God. They're shivering and shaking. Jesus, why are you tormenting us? Why? He was full of truth and full of grace, full of light, full of peace, full of joy, full of transparency. There was nothing where the devil, a shadow can't, could only dwell in darkness. When there's light, there's no power. So it's not like, oh, no. His I'm going to walk in the Spirit of God. I'm going to walk in the Spirit of love. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to walk in, in, in light and in truthfulness. And, and I'm free. And, and people say, Joaquin, aren't you scared of anything? Listen to me. My God has not given me a spirit of fear. He, I, I don't walk in fear. I walk in faith. I know that, that God is with me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Nothing is going to be able to come against unless I walk in lies. Unless I walk in unforgiveness. Unless I walk in deception. Unless I walk in, in attitudes that are not from the Spirit of God. Then I'll be freaking out. But here it says that you can withstand against all these forces of evil. Verse 13, therefore take up the full armor of God. Put it on that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything you stand firm have you you're still solidly standing on what god says you're not being tossed to and fro by emotions by circumstance by situations i told the person last night i said listen you're not to move and react to what's going on don't don't let that wave of whatever's going on move you you wait you pray you seek god's face you seek counsel and you obey you do what God wants. You don't, you don't react. You, you, don't, you don't respond to what the devil has done. That's what he wants you to do. So he says, having done all, stand. Verse 14, how does it start out? 
Stan, Stan? Back up to 13. Having done all to stand, verse 14. Stand. Don't move. Don't let the devil move you. Don't you dare move if it's not by the Spirit of God, by the Word of God, by the truth of God, and by obedience. That's the power of being a Christian. You're standing. And, and God has given you a place to stand. And in that place that you stand is a rock. It's immovable. You're not on sand. You're not building on sand. You're, you're standing solidly in this place. And it says, having girded your loins. You know what the loins are? Your waist, this area here? He says, having picked up your emotion. Hey, hey, hey come back. I'm not going to move on base. Listen, if I moved based on emotion, I would have clobbered some people a long time ago. But no, you, you pick up emotion. I'm not going to be one of those people that is just letting emotion go. I, I gird my ways. How? With truth. And you start filling your life with, with the understanding of who's leading you and where you're headed, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. This that we're discussing tonight is spiritual battle. This is what, what we need to be involved in, and, and many of us are not, or, or maybe we just started to. It says like this, Romans 13, 12. It says, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside every deed of darkness and let's put on the armor of light. Let's, let's start walking in the realms of this life in a different covering, in a different uh, surrounding. Let's not be, oh my God, they told me this. Oh, but I fear that this might happen. And what if this happens? And you're just all over the place. And you tell devil, that's not, that's not what God has for me. That's not the spirit I walk in. There's an excellent spirit. And I'm going to decide to put on the armor of light. I'm going to put on a different exterior. James chapter 4 verse 7. The perfect standing before God is to come underneath God. The word submit yourself to God. Come under God's leadership. God, how do you want me to feel? What do you want me to do? What am I to say? Who am I to talk to? Where am, I, am I to be quiet in this season? Come under God's leadership and, and hold back from, from what the devil has. Resist the devil. Don't, don't let him. And he will flee from you. He's going to get out of your scenario. Um, we, we, just, we just scratched the surface tonight. But I, I want to stop right here because I, I, I wasn't even able to get into my message tonight because I guess the foundation that we needed to lay is properly laid. Let's stand tonight. But guys, I want to tell you something. That we're to begin to stand up against spirits of unbelief, spirit of debauchery, spirit of worldliness. Just begin to, to not be captured by these spirits. And, and I want to tell you ahead of time, that there's powerful, you, you guys could not even fathom, you, you wouldn't even be able to appreciate the, the, the powerful spirits that, that surreptitiously, like a snake, is, is roaming in the church. It's just, just spirits that, that they, they have made their way into the work of God to subvert it. 
to usurp it, to, to influence the heart of men contrary to the Spirit of God. And so we're going we're gonna to deal with this. Uh, we, we, we have the responsibility to declare those spirits unclean, not from the Lord, not of this house, not our inheritance. We, we do not cultivate that spirit in here. We will rather expose it. We will, we will cast it out. We want the Spirit of God to be cultivated in this place. And so we need to become a, a people of, of, of real depth in the things of God. And, and the majority of Christians are not. The majority of Christians want to have a spiritual barbecue and roast somebody. They want to have the world teach them how to walk and how to live and how to move. And guess what? We're not of that spirit. And we're not of the spirit that calls us back to, to slavery, to, to, to captivity. Father, I thank you tonight for this word. I give you thanks, Lord, that even though we get, didn't get into the depth of our message, Lord, we feel that you have led us the right direction tonight, Lord. And Father, we take opportunity to renounce, renounce every spirit that comes to kill, to steal, to destroy, to usurp, to twist, to influence us away from the, the calling of God in our lives. Father, and that, and that even spirits that have snuck into our homes to distract the ministry call of our families, Lord. I pray that you would revive the Spirit of God in our hearts. And that we would be men and women filled with the Spirit of the living God. Give us all wisdom, Lord. Let us walk in truth, in submission, in obedience. Let us walk with the freedom with which you have called us to be free. And I give you thanks for the Spirit of God in this place. And the Spirit of wisdom and the Spirit of grace, O oh God. That you bestow upon your church. That it might fight the battles of the Lord. That it might overcome the enemy and all his principalities, and all his powers, and all his darts, and all his schemes in this place, O oh God. That you have called us to be united in power, and walking in light, and the devil wants to separate us, and have us walking in lies, and hidden, and we cease to confess our faults to one another, Lord. I pray that in Jesus' name, we could bring all that needs to be out in the light to the light, O oh God. So that you might be exalted in this place. And this would be a stronghold of heaven and not of Satan. In Jesus' name I pray. And the people of God say amen. amen. Greet one another in the love of God.